Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo? Pretty Scary Boo. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, Pretty Scary Boo. You did it. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I am Caitlin Cutt. And we're your hosts. You're not, can you believe it? Again, once Here again. We are, we, it, it just fell into place again with zero effort and no prep. They just keep calling us back. We try to get out and they pull us back in. They do. They the the people that do all of the work behind the scenes, not you, not me. No, our massive team. Definitely not you. Yeah, they just, you know, make it as easy as possible. Yeah, I, I talk about all the work I do for these podcasts, but it's just for show. I'm actually carried to my chair and yeah. gently placed in it before we record. And that's pretty much all the prep I do. Fun fact, I've never seen Adam push a button. Yeah, I don't know how to push a button. What is a button? Come on. Adam, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It it shouldn't be my responsibility. Not. Like, all those times y'all heard those soundboard effects? That was an intern, man. Mm Mm-hmm. It sure was. I really liked that intern. They were quiet, and they got my coffee. That's what I demand out of an intern. Shut the fuck up. I love silent interns. That's definitely our brand, you and I, to just shit shit on interns. (laughs) (laughs) So... Our episode today, the last time around, we talked about the curse of the Billy Goat, which was finally lifted when the Chicago Cubs won a World Series. By the way, Cubs off to their best start since 1969 this season. That can't be good. 1969 is the Black Cat season, so my hopes aren't up too high. But uh, one of the things we left out in that episode is the reason the Cubs won the World Series, which is... Basically, the world ended in 2012, at which point our collective consciousness was moved to a parallel, different, but very similar universe where anything is possible, like Trump becoming president or the Cleveland Cavaliers winning an NBA title or the Chicago Cubs winning a World Series. Anomalies all around. Everywhere. And this is a pretty wild theory. It's out there. I'm going to admit it. It's pretty crazy. But there are a lot of people who believe this. Well, here's what I'll say. I want to say one thing at the top of this. I find it interesting, you know, that that we're getting to this topic right now. This feels like something we would have covered a long time ago. I'm not really sure. I did an episode about the Mandela effect on the conspiracy podcast a couple years ago, but it didn't have this angle to it. Yeah, this is a little more specific. This is a little, I feel like this is almost like, here's the, here's what I'll say. Had we covered it a couple years ago, I don't know that I would have put as much thought into this as I do now, simply because I feel like, especially here in America, we are living in a time where people are choosing their reality. They are choosing if the world is flat, they are choosing to believe in lizard people, uh, and they are choosing to believe that this virus is not a threat. And it seems like something that shouldn't be happening post-enlightenment, but here we are. And so I, I don't know, I just, I just wanted to say, I don't know that I could 100% write this off <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I, I just wish the examples were a little better because... I feel like when we get into all of these anomalies that people blame on this extinction level event that shifted us to a new universe, I don't feel like most of them hold up. Well, I think the only example you need is to walk through a shopping mall. (laughs) Like, honestly, pre-COVID, I would go to the mall to pick things up and whatever, and I would be alarmed, frankly, at how tuned out people felt. And I don't, I mean, like, truly just walking really slow you know what I mean like not not seeing me if I was there and they'd run into me like weird like completely disembodied I I don't know I don't know maybe it's just me but like 
it felt like I was living in a sea of zombies before this happened. And I, and I'm not like the people are sheep, man. Like that's not my, this is not my vibe at all, but I don't know. Like maybe cause I don't remember it being that way when I was younger. Is it cause I was younger? Like, I don't, I don't know. It felt like people are just like at a certain point, especially when iPhone, when, when smartphones hit, everybody just was like, Oh, I don't need a personality anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been off Twitter for, I think over a month now. I don't have any social media stuff on my phone and I feel like a new person. It feels like there was an addiction in me. Oh yeah. Where whenever I was bored, I would just pick up my phone and scroll and find something to either be happy or mad about. And now I have to entertain myself in ways that don't involve getting angry at people I don't know. And Weird. I feel so much better now. It's great. So I, I'm off I'm off Facebook in the same way that you're off Facebook. Like I have a page, but I'm not like I'm I'm trying really hard not to engage with it. And I already feel better. Like I I'm like my nervous system was not especially since we've been home. Like that's what put me over the edge. It's just like the constant, oh, these people are stupid. Everybody just calling each other stupid. Like we were in playing dodgeball. Like what? I, I, I'm good. Like, I don't need to engage another person's nervous system. You know, I feel like we're using each other as drugs, basically. That's what social media is turning into is yeah. we're using each other for stimulation. And then I look up and I realize my son has been staring at me. And I'm like, and he's on his phone too. And it's like, what the fuck kid? Come on. Yeah. He's a, he's such a dick. No, I honestly <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> he's I aggressive just, on social media. He is. He really is. He reports people all the time for weird shit. No. Anyway, we'll get to the episode. I just, I felt like reading through this was as crazy as it sounds. I was like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does feel like a different world, and it feels like it happened pretty quick. Like, one of the, the things people who really believe this theory report or say is that the world just feels different since around 2012, 2008 to 2012. Everything just feels a little bit more strange. Coincidentally, like right at the start of Obama's term, everyone's like, oh, the world changed. I don't know if I like yeah, it. And that's I was going to say there are some problems with this theory also, <laughs> but we'll get there. Yeah. And the reason people pinpoint the year 2012 is because that is the year when it is alleged that a extinction level event ended humanity, at which point our consciousness all of our consciousness moved to a parallel universe, which is that good or bad? Because say you're standing out in the field watching the meteor come at you and you're like, all right, finally, we can stop worrying about all of this. It's all done. And then that meteor hits you in the face and then you just wake up in a very similar field, but everything's like purple now. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is all. I mean, I will say this, like, yes, that is what I think. Yeah, I mean, that probably die. is. I think we go somewhere else. Like, you know, you can't argue that there are other dimensions going on. Like, that's, there's there's no more argument there. Like, yeah, we, I'm saying my disappointment would be I don't want to just go to a slightly different LA after I die. Well, that would mean you went to hell, though. Right. <laughs> from hell to hell. Yeah, no, Excellent. like, you went from just like people posting about going to the gym to the gym posting about you not going. Yeah, well, we're kind of, yeah, scary, but... This theory came roaring back into the public eye thanks to a Twitter thread by a username at Nick Hinton. That's Hinton with two N's. And uh, if you scroll through his feed, he's got a lot of wild threads about uh, things happening in the world. But this Twitter thread, which we'll link to, it puts forth the theory that the world ended in 2012 because that is when the good scientists at CERN, which stands for the European Organization for Nuclear Research, obviously. Yeah, no, it's pretty clear to me. Yeah, I don't think I needed to tell anyone that. No, you didn't. That's when they finally, 
finally found the Higgs boson particle, sometimes called the God particle, but not by scientists. I distinctly remember panicking about this, by the way. Have you ever seen the video of what they proposed the Higgs boson could do if it went wrong? Yeah, I was like, why are we doing this? Yeah, it just kind of swallows the earth in the matter of, in a matter of like 40 seconds. It's crazy. It's Thanos. Yeah, Thanos, but also the entire planet goes away, not just the people on it. Yeah, like, it's, it's Thanos' plan B. And this is a thing like a lot of people have been concerned about for a long time, most famously Stephen Hawking. This is a quote from him. The Higgs potential has the worrisome feature that it might become metastable at energies above 100 billion giga electron volts. Every, I'm sure everyone's following so far. Yeah. This could mean that the universe could undergo catastrophic vacuum decay with a bubble of the true vacuum expanding at the speed of light. This could happen at any time and we wouldn't see it coming. So basically, in a matter of moments, the Earth goes from a round or flat disc, uh, depending on who you ask, full of people to nothing. Just a, a, vac- a vacuum is what a vacuum sounds like. There's nothing yeah, I, in there. I'm fine with that part. Like, no, yep. truly. Like, if, and I know you wrote this in the notes, but I will just get ahead and agree. Like, this is my preferred mode of death. Like, this is great news because you don't even have the time to even go there you're just gone like yeah. and then and no FOMO because it's everybody there's it's it's all of us yeah no one's surviving no one's marauding afterwards we just vanish in the blink of an eye which is what the bible says happens by the way it will come like a thief in the night is is the exact quote of of God's decision to come back and bring people to heaven and just put earth on pause apparently what I don't understand is like I I can accept that the sun's gonna explode one day you know it's like that to me is like that's how this is the deal we all just don't think about it but this is like at some point this planet won't exist anymore I, I won't be here for that most likely unless I was here for it and I don't remember anymore but what I don't understand is why we moved somewhere else I didn't put it in the notes because I've come to feel like 4chan threads aren't the best and most reliable source of information. Well, I mean, if you're just going to trust Fauci and what the government tells you, then yeah, I guess I can see why you went there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the there's a Twitter or a 4chan thread out there from a man who claims to be one of these CERN scientists. And basically his argument is that they just fucked up and now they're trying to fix it. And that's why we're seeing all these anomalies and the reason we shifted to a new consciousness is because they saved us basically from all just disappearing. And they did that somehow by shifting us to this new different dimension that is very similar, but not quite the same. So people put us here? Scientists, yes. The same scientists who broke everything also sort of fixed everything. And now they're trying to completely fix it. And that's why we're seeing all these glitches because like that 4chan thread, the guy is like, yeah, everything's changed. Your rib cage is different. Uh, the shape of your skull is different now. The Where your brain connects to your uh, spinal cord and brainstem, that's all different now. It's like, what? Couldn't we verify that? Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it takes some faith to believe this theory. It would make more sense to me if you told me that some people made it through this process intact while others didn't, because I do feel that large pockets of the population are aggressively dumber than I ever thought they were. But unfortunately, the thing that saves me from going down that rabbit hole is that, you know, it's like, if you look at all of these old texts of every major religion in the world, there are story there are stories after stories about people making bad choices in mass mm-hmm. and like in the face of either god coming down god himself coming down to give them instructions sending angels um unfortunately i just think that 
what we're seeing with these people is a tale as old as time. And because we haven't had an actual war to rally around for a while and get it out of our system in America, right. on our turf, we're creating that now, basically, is what's happening. Yeah, it. that's a big component of this, is that a lot of people in the world right now feel very different about the past than a lot of other people. Yes. And that's one of my questions about this theory. Like, if we all shifted to this new reality, why aren't we all sharing that same reality where Nelson Mandela died in 1983 and fucking Furby used to carry a pitchfork? I don't know. I don't know that these are facts so much as the amount of people believing that they have seen or not seen something shows me how many people are bad with details in history now see that's that's, that's the th what i think it is like this is like this is like that famous ice cream stat you know that, that marketing you know did along like the, one of the first biggest big sorry one of the first big market research stats came out and they said well, we noticed that when ice cream sales go up, the numbers of drowning goes up. And they were like, what? And they tested it again. It's like, yeah, the more ice cream being sold in the United States directly correlates with the amount of drownings that happen in the United States. Sure. And then somebody was like, well, have you looked at the time period at which this is happening? It was summertime. Yeah. People are in the water, of course. More drownings are going to happen. You know? So... When I see, like, look at all these people who thought Shazam is real or Barnstein Bears or bear, whatever, it's like, I think you guys are just dumber mm -hmm. than other people. I think so, yeah. And it's, like, especially with the Nelson Mandela thing, which we're, before we get into that, we should say, or we should, you know, address the fact that a lot of physicists say this is a thing that's possible. Well, of course it's possible. But I feel like, you know, Occam's razor here. Oh, yeah, that's... I normally really hate when people bring up Occam's razor because they don't do it properly most of the time. But I just did. <laughs> you absolutely did. And I think it is, this is one case where Occam's razor very much applies to pretty much every example of this people have brought up. And that's what's so disappointing. I want to believe this is real. And then you get to the examples and it's Next like, nah. episode that we do that's similar to this is the age of Aquarius shift, which I will do. It's oh, yeah. all... It's all astrology, and I actually think there is way more scientific data behind what astrologers think is happening right now than what this whack job thinks is happening right now. Well, this guy also has a pretty interesting thread about that, too. But it is a shift in consciousness. That is, I, I feel like we are all kind of feeling different parts of the same elephant on that part. I think everybody can agree that... By the time COVID hit, everyone was on the same page in one respect, which is we have hit a velocity that is not sustainable within human consciousness and something's got to give and something did. <laughs> it sure did. So, but go on. Sorry. I feel like I'm being too tangential with this topic. It's just kind of, it got me. I was like, oh boy, this is a lot. It, it is. It's it's an interesting topic because it we've mentioned the Mandela effect a couple times and that this is what the Mandela effect is blamed on. The yeah. the fact that CERN found the Higgs boson and in 2012 the world ended and not only did we move to this new consciousness but also that's why the Mandela effect started because the first examples of that do start around 2008 or so. But also 2008, which I believe is when CERN started looking for the Higgs boson, that's also kind of where things like Facebook and Twitter start. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, yeah. this, is, this is, it's social media. It's social media is the, the thing that happened to our brains that the, our brains weren't ready for. Yeah. It's not, we're not capable of what we're dealing with every day. We're drinking from a higher fire hydrant every day. And with Facebook and Twitter and things like that taking off, there probably were a lot of people in the world just living their lives thinking, oh yeah, Nelson Mandela died in 1983. And like, without a whole other group to take that opinion to, what's it even fucking matter? Like, what, what does it even matter if you thought Nelson Mandela died earlier than he did? But if you have a whole group to engage with, 
and you can all go, yeah, I do remember that. Then it takes off and it becomes a thing. And now me and Caitlin are doing a podcast episode about it. It's all their fault. Yeah. There must have just been a thing they all heard somewhere. Well, that's the thing with all of these, you can point to something that explains them. And with Nelson Mandela, he didn't die in 1983, but he was involved in a massive jail riot in 1983. And I could picture, and people did die in that riot. Yeah. And I could picture people being like, hearing that and just connecting Nelson Mandela and that riot and people died and just going, oh yeah, Nelson Mandela, he died in 83. But no, you're just remembering history wrong. <sighs> and you have to take into account, these are just because of the dates in question here. These are going to be older people who aren't that great at the internet. Because to even have vivid memories of 1983, you got to be a little old. Yeah. Like, I remember 83 because it's when Chicken McNuggets, it's when the world was blessed with Chicken McNuggets. That's what I remember because I was like seven. None of this stuff that matters changed. No. Well, the Cubs won a World Series. Let's pump the brakes on none of it mattering. That's okay. No, actually, like joking aside, that is the most important one. That is like the, the most anomalous and interesting one. But nothing, there's nobody who, who thinks, you know, Hawaii is Fiji. You know, nobody remembers Mickey Mouse with fangs. I don't really <laughs> understand. Like it, it, these things that they, like the Bernstein Bears, that's what you're gonna latch. You're gonna latch onto. Let's get to that part. I we should talk. Yeah. We should talk about the examples. I apologize. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, let's talk about the first one. We've already touched on it a little bit, but it's called the Mandela effect because a lot of people just have this feeling that Nelson Mandela died in 1983, and I can confirm I have never had that feeling. I vividly remember Nelson Mandela getting out of prison and becoming president of South Africa with the African National Congress. I remember all of that very well. Do you think that has something to do with the fact that you've accepted that black people are also human beings and that their history matters? Do you think that might maybe have something to do with it? I think that if you were able to maintain the thought that Nelson Mandela died in 1983, it's because you're not paying attention to black people. Absolutely. So... So there's my first theory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, I, I don't think you're way off base. No, I, again, we'll come back to Occam's razor, which I will use correctly for the second time in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is a good podcast to use it because there, yeah. there is a really simple explanation for damn near every one of these examples. And I think with Nelson Mandela, it is the, the prison riot that happened in 83. Like if you've connected 1983 Nelson Mandela and dying, there's your triangle right there. You are just remembering that people died in that riot that he was involved in. Yeah, and maybe you're just the kind of person that thinks all black leaders need to die catastrophically for them to have made an impact for black people. So that's also very cool of you. Yeah, or you were hoping he died in 1983. That's the third part that I was yeah. going to get to. Maybe y'all just wanted to see that happen. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's weird because 1983 was a time when South Africa was super duper in the news because of apartheid. And there were all these bands that were refusing to play in South Africa, not Queen, who we'll get to. There were 30 years of news cycles after that where Nelson Mandela was around. He was the president of yeah. a country for years. But somehow a bunch of people misremember that and believe he died and that's where the name the mandela effect comes from but such a cool name for an effect it really is i'm so glad it's not like the berenstein effect let's get to that this is the dumbest one <laughs> this one really is dumb because first of all who has ever known how to spell that properly like you always have to look up how to spell berenstain bears yeah because it seems like like Bernstein is a really common last name. So there's a lot of people who remember Berenstein Bears, S-T-E-I-N. And it's actually Berenstein Bears, S-T-A-I-N. And there's so many people who are like, nope, nope, nope. I remember it the other way. And there's been, I think, two examples people have found where there will be like a 
tag on some merch or something and it'll say Berenstein and they're like, see, see? And it's like, go buy any piece of bootleg merch in Chinatown. Yeah. And check out how those product names are spelled. When you're talking knockoff merchandise, people are going to spell shit incorrectly. And how weird that these people are the same people that are just kind of rounding up to a Jewish sounding name. (laughs) Who saw that coming? Go figure. (laughs) Strike two. (laughs) And also like, so you're people that don't pay attention to detail. And then you're telling me it's because a particle was misused and not because you're an idiot. And you've been an idiot since you were a kid. Because that's how it works. By this point in history, who was even thinking about the Berenstain Bears that much? It's the same fuckers that sit around that yell at each other about Wolverine. It's just these man-children. That's all this is about. This is about people that want an excuse not to grow up. They want to be able to believe that the reason why they fucking suck is because a scientist is meddling with a particle and not because they suck. You're stuck. You don't know history. You don't read. You didn't pay attention to the books that you even read as a kid. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm very caffeinated. This is what happens when we record in the morning, Adam. Yeah, it's <laughs> 9 a.m. We fucking caffeine loaded and jumped right into it. Ready to fight. <sighs> I just, to me, it is the, like, the gall to, to say that because you have misremembered history is more connected to a, the, the CERN Institute, which, by the way, you wouldn't have fucking known what the CERN Institute was unless you were trying to desperately make an excuse for your pea-sized brain. Yeah, progress is trying to fix people like that, not produce them. Like Exactly. Like, you think there's, like, a, a bunch of scientists in a lab just, like, walking around going, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. How are we going to get, how are we going to let these people know the truth? Oh, I know. We'll change the spelling of Berenstain Bears. And that's the code. Yeah. And you'll see, like, we'll link to one of the examples. Someone posted a thing on Reddit where they found these Berenstain Bear stuffed animals in their grandmother's attic. And on one part of the tag, it's spelled correctly. And then on another part of the tag, it's not spelled correctly. And There are actually people who, if you look at that comment thread, are like, do you think that was produced at the exact point where we split into different... It's like, no, it's a typo. It's a fucking typo. No, because you're telling me that it happened in 2012 and nobody has reproduced any of that merchandise since 1984. Yeah, no one's making Berenstein Bears merch in 2012. You found that shit in an attic. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) And it... I I think the bootleg merch explanation is a really good one for this because there was a time when the Berenstain Bears were fucking huge. Yeah, and that was an easy brand to bootleg. This is not, we're not talking high art here. Yeah, they're fucking teddy bears. (laughs) Put a goddamn nightgown and a sleeping cap on it and fucking slap a name on and here's your Berenstain Bears merch. You've never been to the movies and seen one of those grab claw stuffed animal toy like machines. You think those are all sanctioned by Disney? All the Sully toys in there, you idiot. You moron. What toys? Oh, fuck. What toys huh? did you say? Like those Sully toys from from Monsters Inc. Oh, okay. I was picturing Sully the the pilot who crash landed <laughs> in the Hudson. <laughs> like I want a fucking Sully toy. Uh, that would be great. A Sully doll is really, he's got a drink in his hand. <laughs> a little plush airline pilot. Well, I guess technically he would have had an AA chip in his hand, right? That's the, because he was True. recovering at the time. So One example that people have put some creepy evidence together for that I still think is bullshit cool. is the Statue of Liberty. A lot of people remember the Statue of Liberty being on ellis island and now people are like but it's on liberty island look at all these people who said they visited the statue of liberty on ellis island and for one thing ellis island and liberty island are like right next to each other if you visit ellis island you're visiting liberty island also it takes a little more work to get over there but they're basically the same place they're very connected and we'll link to the did you watch the video with yeah yes 
it starts with this shot of Crocodile Dundee 2, where all good scientific theories start with Paul Hogan movies. Oh, man. And there's this shot where it looks like the Statue of Liberty is closer to the Twin Towers than people remember, or closer than it should be if the Statue of Liberty was actually on Liberty Island and not Ellis Island. And this video goes through all these examples of people like <laughs> posing for pictures and there's nothing in the background. And they're like, do you think they, the Statue of Liberty used to be in that picture? And it's like, no, like no, there's, there's a flagpole behind the guy and his caption says freedom. Maybe he's posing with that flag. And there's all of these examples where they're like, where's the Statue of Liberty? And I think people are underestimating how much, especially if you're looking at a video or a picture, how much perspective plays into that and like camera angles, like it's hugely important and your eyes will sometimes see things that aren't actually there. Film plays with it all the time. I also would just like to bring up that we are yet again in a circumstance where people that don't necessarily have detail oriented skills are also, there's like a Venn diagram here. And right in the middle, we have racists (laughs) because this is where immigrants came to America and started their life, not at some border. They were taken to Liberty Island and Ellis Island, and it was a whole process. And it's really funny to me that we are yet again (laughs) in in a landmark that has a lot to do with other races. And these idiots have not really done their homework. And then they are once again blaming a shift in human consciousness to explain how uneducated and stupid they are. Yeah, like the... (sighs) One of the things people bring up is, oh, I used to, you used to be able to climb to the Statue of Liberty's torch and you could, you could go up there. And no, you haven't been able to do that for like a hundred years. Like that, that part has been closed to the public. Yes. And the example that they use to back up the, the idea that you used to be able to climb to the torch is like TripAdvisor reviews. And even the TripAdvisor review that they use, the woman is like, oh, I used to go there all the time as a kid and we would climb to the torch. And it's like, fucking citation needed. I don't know who this woman is. She could very easily be misremembering the crown for the torch because you can go up to the crown. Yeah. And like maintenance people can go up to the torch. It's not like it's unreachable. So even if someone has a picture from inside the torch, they might have just been trespassing. Like not an impossibility at all. I just think people are stupid. I, I, I think it sounds like when she was a kid, her busted ass dad brainwashed everyone into thinking they had a vacation in New York City. <laughs> they went to Newark or something. <laughs> like, they went to the Statue of Liberty in Vegas. Just so much more, <laughs> so much more uh, believable than I. I, I just. I cannot believe the excuses that people are making to try to explain how wrong they are about things these days. That's that to me, that to me proves that there is a shift in consciousness happening and there are people operating on a lower vibrational, whatever field and cannot find within themselves the capacity to grow or at all admit that they don't know everything. And I don't know what to do with those people. That's why I'm off Facebook. I can't do it anymore. Like people that believe in these conspiracies are idiots. They're 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 also they're also fuckheads. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not to say every conspiracy theory is false. Like I, I host a conspiracy theory podcast. Oh, and- I'm not saying that, but if you're trying to use a conspiracy theory to make you feel better about the fact that you clearly don't know what's going on in the world, that there's a difference. Oh, yeah. Huge difference. So, you know, we know aliens are real now. Like the the Pentagon during this pandemic, which, by the way, like we never had a chance to talk about it. But like how great that like the whole country is just in huge turmoil. And they're like, let's just do it now. Now's the time. Let's just tell them now. Well, they've been trying since 2016. And every time we're like, are they going to get Trump out of office? Okay, then I don't give a shit. Like, yep. Doesn't matter. Yep does not matter to me at all no i don't really can they help us can they help in any way are what's what's their plan are they gonna blow us up what are we doing here 
Yeah, you had the entire Obama administration when we were all fat and happy to tell us aliens yeah. were real, and you didn't do it. Too late. Yeah, you you lost. Now now we don't care, and now we're just. I'm taking the side of the aliens when they show up. I'm that's what I'm doing. Same. I'm siding with them. Unless they're anti-Semites, which I still think is a possibility, given all their connections to the Nazis in the past. But that is such a weird thought. We'll fry up that fish later. Cool. So one of the things Nick Hinton in his thread points to in terms of this uh, Statue of Liberty theory, one, someone posted pictures from inside the torch of the Statue of Liberty back in like 2013. And he's like, see, how did this person get these pictures if we couldn't go up there? There is a fucking camera inside the torch of the Statue of Liberty that you can access to this day. Yeah. And those pictures are clearly screenshots from that camera. Very clearly. He also includes this picture that does, if you've dove down the rabbit hole far enough, by the time you get to this picture he posts, it does seem really weird. It's from, it used to be the banner image on the Statue of Liberty Ellis Island Foundation Twitter. And he's like, look at this weird picture that shows people climbing the steps to nothing. And I think what he's trying to imply is that that's where the Statue of Liberty used to be. And now this anomaly has erased it from photos. But no, it's a picture. But not not the stairs? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And not not the people walking up to it. Like, and he, I don't like when people do this. I don't like when someone is... (laughs) most adam todd brown (laughs) comment go ahead sorry i hate when someone is pushing a conspiracy theory and presents a piece of evidence like this that is so easy to explain and they never explain it because in this case the picture he's showing is the statue of liberty museum that just looks like that you walk up the steps and there's an observation deck they're not walking to nothing they're walking to a better vantage point to look at the shit around them. And that took me 35 seconds to figure out. I did a reverse image search of the photo and it brought me to all these links to that same website, the Ellis yep. Island Foundation. And that's just, that's the Statue of Liberty Museum. That's what it looks like. It's got a fucking lawn on the roof. So people yep. aren't walking to nothing. They're walking to an observation deck. Or are they? Or are they? And I, there I, it is. God, I hate when people do this shit. I do too. It's the worst. Because again, like I said, I'm not opposed to believing a conspiracy theory. Some conspiracy, like I always bring up MK Ultra. Like MK Ultra was a conspiracy theory. Example of like, see, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to force the issue when you have a real conspiracy theory on your hands. And this guy's clearly kind of fudging the facts to make what he's saying seem more real when everything he's saying can also be pretty easily explained. You know, here's the thing. I, I've shared on this show that, you know, my mom was very into end of times prophecy kind of stuff. And at the, you know, at the time I was so confused about like where this was coming from. And as I've gotten older and I've kind of processed a lot, I've realized that my mom had a lot of things that she needed to be working on within herself. And in a way, as a way to avoid that, she was fixating on this thought that there was a time in the near future where she wasn't going to have to process a life filled with consequences by lived, you know, after living a very unconscious life. Right. Um, And that's what this sounds like to me. You know, I mean, she would just desperately weave things together all the time. My mom was a great lady and had a lot of really good things going. I mean, whatever. But like, when you get into these like apocalyptic theories, you have to ask yourself, which they don't ever, um, why? Why are you, you know, why is this the the hill you're willing to die on here? You know, and yeah, this, because here's the other thing. It's like, it kind of brings us back to like a, the matrix conversation, right? Which is, okay, well, if this is what this is, like if we're in a simulation or if we're in an alternate reality, I still have to not suck. That does, This is not going to give me a pass in any capacity because my whether or not I'm an algorithm or whatever, 
my actions have consequences. My thoughts matter. Who I am matters. I have to have integrity. I can't just end every thought with, and there it is. Like, you know, like I have to, I have to be here. Yeah. And I've always taken exception to people who suggest, well, we're living in a simulation, which means there's no God. It's like, no, whoever's running that simulation is your God, dumb, dumb. Now, now we're, now we've downgraded to something much worse. What are you talking about? Like that's, I would much rather God than a guy at a switchboard. That's way worse. Yeah. Or some kid playing a space Xbox on planet Nebula. It's like, that's the reality you want. Well, here's the thing. It's like, they're unhappy with the ways that organized religion has rubbed up against their lives. And I'm, and I mean that in like the most straightforward way that I have a lot of problems with organized religion. That's everybody knows that about me on the show. Yeah. And instead of dealing with that, they just want to be angry at it. And that is a huge waste of your life because it's not ever going anywhere. This is the thing. Like you're never, it's never, religion's not going anywhere. People it's not. No. So now what? I'm sorry. I took the, I spoiled that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like politics, not going anywhere. Nope. doesn't matter how things get shifted around. You're never going to live an unpolitical life. So why can't we just focus on not going fucking crazy right now? Because we need to focus on going crazier, which is, (laughs) I think what a lot of these people are doing. It's like, man, shit is so nuts. How can I make it worse? Like, how can like, like, you can't, if this, if this virus has shown us anything, we can't control anyone. We can't expect the best of anyone. We have to expect the best of ourselves. And that's it. That's all we can control. We can control our actions to a degree. We can control our thoughts. And with a lot of therapy and meditation that can be upped with help in med. you know, it's good right. or medication, meditation and medication, but the internet's not your friend. <laughs> It's not going to help you. No, definitely not in situations like this. Oh. And we'll come back to the Statue of Liberty thing at the end because there's there's another video that I think we can tie that to that explains all of the, well, how come in this picture it looks closer, but in other pictures it looks further away? It's like, well, it's camera. Camera's playing tricks on your head, dude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's run through some of the other examples of this that people cite. Jiff peanut butter used to be Jiffy. Nope, and it was never Jiffy. There was a Skippy, which is their main competitor, and there's Jiff, and you might be thinking Jiffy as a result of that, but no, it's always been Jiff. Weird, more people that don't read. Go on. Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S, used to be Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, which T-O-O-N-S does make more sense because they're cartoons. Until you realize that in the beginning, it was supposed to be cartoons centered around classical music. Correct. Sex in the City used to be sex in the city, Caitlin. What I love about this one is the the piece of evidence people hold up to support this is the packaging of a bottle of sex in the city perfume. And if you've ever been to New York, especially go to like the Canal Street area, there is once again so much bootleg and knockoff merchandise that you can buy that sometimes the spelling, if you can believe it, they're going to get it wrong. But we just lived through this. Like, uh, was five years ago, everybody was calling it Downtown Abbey. It was Downton Abbey. You people don't read. That's it's the same problem. Nobody reads. That's the issue. It's the the part where your eyes meet the words. There's something not going right for you. You have been so heavily marketed to that you're not even thinking for yourself anymore. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think Downton Abbey is a good example. It just happened. There was never a Downtown Abbey. Yeah, and even I <laughs> like when I first started watching that show, I had it in my head that it was Downtown Abbey and then one day so I looked I. and was like, "Oh fuck, it's Downton." Huh. It's Downton, and 
it's a mansion in the middle of a field. Why would it be called Downtown Abbey? The photo is literally in the middle of this bucolic field. It's still called the Great Downtown Baking Show, though, right? Totally. That still happens in downtown London. Yeah. The open fields of downtown London. Oh, my God. Uh, Febreze used to have an extra E in it. Even if. Who fucking cares? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Good for them. Same with Oscar Mayer. Used to be spelled with an A. No. It's always been. Why would it be? eh. Or no. Used to be spelled with an E is the argument. And it's like, no. It's always been M-A. O-S-C-R-M-A-Y-E-R. They had a fucking song. song. It spells it. (laughs) I just remembered that. Why? Because you're an idiot. (laughs) M-I-C-K-E-Y. Yeah. Remember Mikey Mouse? Yeah, totally. His name used to be Mike. That's what. That's how I remember it. Oh, Mike the Mouse. Yeah, it all started with a magical mouse, Mike. And now people are trying to red pill me into believing it's Mickey. No, no thanks. The Monopoly man used to have a monocle. No, he fucking didn't. That I don't remember. That's the Planner's Peanuts guy. The that, Planner's Peanuts guy has a monocle. Right, and they're both old-timey icons that wear top hats. So... You're not uh, crazy if you have conflated the two, but yeah, also they're kind of like that Art Deco minimalist, you know, very clean look. Yeah, yeah, but, but the, the Monopoly Man has all—he's always looked the same. He's jumping off the box. He's got the little two black dots for eyes. He—he he does so much running. How's he going to keep a monocle on? He's running from police and shit. I—I I think they think that because in Go in Ace Ventura Two, there's a guy with a monocle. And Jim Carrey says, and you must be the Monopoly guy. I guarantee you that's what this is. That seems like a decent explanation. So huge fans of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective 2, and Nature Calls. All these of you. Are the, these are the particle experts that are guiding us into the real future. Which, by the way, I can quote Ace Ventura when Nature Calls from the very beginning to the end. I love that movie. It's the but better of the two. That's why I know what I'm talking about. And you must be the Monopoly guy. Uh, what about chartreuse? People feel like that used to be a shade of pink, and now it's a shade of green. Weird that everybody's so tacky. Yeah, doesn't color obscure colors. Strange that this that this heavily well-read, learned crew gets color names wrong on top of everything else. I found a couple of. I think really valid explanations for this. Uh, one, at one point in history, Crayola accidentally labeled a red crayon or a reddish color crayon chartreuse. And then they fixed it like with the next batch of crayons or something. And a lot of people are remembering that. Also, fire trucks used to be chartreuse. So I think people are going, oh, well, fire trucks are red. So chartreuse was obviously red. No, 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 no. You have that backwards. Fire trucks were not always red. They were chartreuse. And people have to have seen some of those. They're just like a bright green. No, they haven't. These are, these are people with every example that you're laying out, you are showing how heavily marketed to these people are and how little they think for themselves. What about mirror, mirror on the wall? I've never really fucked with Disney cartoons. So I don't, uh, I don't have a frame of reference for whether the quote from Snow White is he is mirror mirror on the wall or magic mirror on the wall but magic mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all i mean just watch the movie i don't know how you get that wrong there is one that took me a while which is hannibal lecter never says well hello clarice to jodie foster in silence of the lambs no and i know that i have at some point in history used that exact phrasing. So when I first saw this, I was like, well, where the fuck did I get that from? I got it from him saying it to Julianne Moore in Hannibal, which is the sequel. Also, these are all things that got that got filtered through cartoons. So it's ironic that they get Looney Tunes wrong because Looney Tunes misquoted tons and tons and tons of literature and film for fun because it was funny and they were like, oh, then that's that's what the quote is. It's like, no, it's it's the same thing as um, 
the Shakespeare, the Hamlet quote, you know, alas, poor Yorick, I knew him well. It's like, no, the line is, I knew him, Horatio. But nobody knows that because they've heard it in something else and they think that that's being quoted correctly. That's all this is. Yeah. Tacky ass people. And it, again, it's another example of where this kind this shit really bothers me. Like if you're gonna slide this evidence across the table, at least vet it a little bit and check it out. Like it's obvious what's what's happening with the Hannibal Lecter thing is you're taking his most famous line and applying it to the most famous scene. And now those things are married when actually they're not. The well hello Clarice was a whole other movie. He says it, you're not crazy. He just doesn't say it in the movie, you remember. It's not that big of a scandal. That's what kills me. It's like, okay, so you, we can't tell you you're wrong because you're, the thing you get to say is, well, now, now it says this, now it's that, but before the shift, and I remember before the shift, it's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a prideful moron. You're the worst version of people. And you don't remember Sinbad in Shazam. You've just somehow equated Sinbad with Shaquille O'Neal? Jesus. Weird we come back to the race card again. Here we are. You're not misremembering history. You're just fucking racist. Yeah, you're just, you yada yada over African-American careers. Yeah, you're the you're the person who thinks the girl from a different world is also in Michael Jackson's black and white video when they are just two black women with curly hair. No. The one that I think really fucks with people is Queen. The song We Are the Champions does not end with him saying of the world. And a lot of people are blown away by that. But it just, it doesn't end with him saying that on the album, but like any live performance, like the, I believe the greatest hits version, he does end it by saying of the world. Because they're marketed to. This is like the same problem over and over again. Like the radio cut, I hate to tell everybody, I don't want to break your hearts. But sometimes the radio cut of a song is not the same thing you hear on the album, which is why you should buy the album, because believe it or not, there's a whole thought out experience on the album, not just the what is delivered to radio stations. Yeah. I don't understand how this is hard for people to, to wrap their minds around. Like how many people know that there is an approximately 18 and a half minute long keyboard solo in the middle of the song Light My Fire by The Doors? The radio's yeah. not going to play that because that part sucks. I'd yep. rather hear it three minutes long without all this fucking keyboard noodling. No, you, musical interludes do not make it to radio. No. There's a reason why The Grateful Dead is not, you know, still charting on K-Earth. Like, they're jam bands. It's same with Dave Matthews. Like, they just, they, there's no reason. Hey, right. God, I hated Dave Matthews Band. I mean, I still I, do. They're still around. I didn't hate Dave Matthews. I was a teenage girl with Dave Matthews. That was, that was going to happen to me, and mm. I was into it. But I get it. Also, Dave Matthews Band fans are really what we need to blame, blame Dave for. True. Because, good Lord. They're, they're, they're a bunch, that's for sure. So... There's a whole bunch of other examples of this. And again, as much as I want to believe it, I feel like most of these can be explained away. The Statue of Liberty thing, I think, is the one that looks and seems the weirdest. But I'm going to link to a very famous 9-11 video on the website. And I want Would you please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, finally, the public's been clamoring for it. You're finally getting those 9-11 videos. Ooh. You've wanted to see. Glad we finally got there. And it's a video that is from right around the time when all of the various 9-11 theories started happening. And one of the famous theories was that the planes weren't real. They were just holograms. And the video that was used to support this idea shows the second plane coming in. And at one point, it looks like the wing just like cuts through a building and like comes out the other side unscathed and they're like well if that building was behind the world trade center which clearly it is in this video then how come that wing is being obscured by that building and 
if you just watch that video and leave it at that, it does look pretty fucking weird because why would that wing get obscured by a building that's behind the World Trade Center? Well, the easy and obvious answer is that building is in front of where the World Trade Center used to stand. And because of that particular camera perspective, it looks like it's not, but it was blocks ahead of the World Trade Center. And it the way the building looks, it it's got this really small part on top, and then it's a huge building underneath. But because you're only seeing that small part, it seems like, well, oh, that building's got to be like blocks away, right? And no, that building is in front of where the World Trade Center was. So that plane did exactly what physics would demand Yep. in that its wing was obscured when it flew past that building. That's so weird. And I think that explains a lot of this Statue of Liberty stuff where people are like, how come it's closer in that movie? It's like, you don't know what fucking camera angle there. There's also 9-11 pictures where they're like, look, the Statue of Liberty is right in between the World Trade Center. But if you look at it from this angle, it's it's way far away from it. It's like, well, that matters what angle you take the picture from. Go to New York. <laughs> and stay there. Well, I mean, like, seriously, you're going to, you're going to, honest to God, you're going to put, you're going to shake people's faith in reality without ever going to the place that you're talking about. Indiana Jones doesn't like you. That's what we, that's what you need to know. All your heroes would never spend time with you if you believe this shit. <laughs> you're willing to, pop this stuff out in the universe and fuck people's brains up without any accountability and you you lack integrity and I don't like you. Yeah, that and even like the Slate article that refutes this video, they didn't even have to go to New York because Google Earth is, exists. And you can just look at this area from the sky and see that that building was in front of where the World Trade Center was. People that think all sorts of shit. They think they're being lied to all the time and it's because their parents lied to them all the time because their parents are also bad people and they come from multi-generations of terrible human beings and so they don't trust anything. And instead of building any solid credibility around their own intellect and their own personhood, they're like, well, I've never been to New York and I think all of these people are lying to me, but this video proves my point. Yeah, and it... Like, I get it. The world is fucking crazy right now. And it would be nice if there was some other explanation than, oh, it turns out there are a lot more fascists in the world than we ever expected. And that's really all it is. That's why the world's getting so fucking crazy. It is filled with fundamentalists and fascists. Yeah, but it's always been that way. Yeah. It's just that now they're all able to talk to each other. That's what makes it worse. Right. We used to be able to like keep these people away from each other and, and, and busy with, you know, church potlucks and shit like that. And they could fight with each other, you know, but now they all get to talk on the internet. My dad thinks that he's friends with David Fincher on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a true thing. Yeah. Like what? Because it isn't within my father to ask himself, why would David Fincher want to be friends with me? <laughs> which is then, an, an important question to ask yourself in those situations exactly. like it's that famous grouch i think it's groucho marx uh what is that line about it's a great quote and of course the irony of me misremembering it right now is so good i never wanted to be part of a club that wants me as a member yeah that's my vibe like why are you talking to me why are you giving me this special offer like what's going on here yeah it's an important question to ask yourself in this political environment but i think that's our episode yeah we did it we we did it we're not done with this topic though nope nope because stupidity like this deserves a revisit so we're doing a bonus episode next week bone con only available to subscribers where me and caitlin so you don't have to are going to watch the film The Mandela Effect. There is a horror movie about The Mandela Effect. And let me tell you, here's my one-sentence review right now. I texted this to Caitlin. More like the this movie is fucking stupid effect. It's pretty bad. (laughs) Very bad. It's a very bad, emotionally manipulative movie. With a decent cast. 
with a pretty good cast. Yeah, the acting isn't the problem, in my opinion. No, it's the writing <laughs> and the fact that the movie exists. That's a problem. Big, big let's, problem. Let's do it. So we're going to cover that next week on a bonus episode. But until then, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Yeah, let's tell them about our voicemail. I want to hear from people. Oh, that's right. Go to anchor.fm slash pretty scary and you can record a voice message for us and once we get enough of them we'll do a bonus episode where we just answer your silly voicemails i would love that oh i want to do a special shout out so we have a recent heart surgery survivor in our listenership that i want to give a special shout out to alex we are so happy that you had a successful surgery he reached out to me, wanted some tips on uh, what it's like to come through the old ticker surgery. And so we connected and um, we just want to wish you well and, and health and way to go surviving heart surgery in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Hell yeah. That's like, I've never done that. Yeah. Good for you. Good, know, for, right? good for surviving. Good for surviving. In we, the middle of that, a lot of people aren't. Yeah. You're, you're fucking, doing great. You're winning. You're winning. So wanted to shout out to Alex and I'm so happy that you're, that you're doing better. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's, that's our... it. I feel like ending it on you survived real surgery in reality is a good way to get out of a Mandela effect episode. And then diving right back in <laughs> until then, Caitlin say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you. I'm going to go to the phone. I'm going to go to the phone. I'm going to go to the phone.